It's the holiday season. So whoop-dee-doo and dickery-dock. Don't forget to hang up your sock. Because Santa Claus is coming along. All right. We're in it now, people. It's a go. Christmas is on. This is not a drill. This is the real deal. I'm looking forward to some... Well, I'm... The... The day of Thanksgiving, I was listening to Christmas out. I was listening to Christmas songs. And more specifically, I was listening to uh, Dean Martin, of course, who is the be- I think he's the, he is the best crooner. Uh, Celine Dion is the, the best, like, Oh Holy Night by Celine Dion is the, probably the, the best Christmas carol ever sung. But you got to give it up for Dean Martin, ultimate crooner. He just starts making shit up. He just starts talking weird, singing about Rudolph the Red-Beaked Reindeer. Yeah, Red-Beaked Reindeer. Lost on the younger viewers. Don't even try. Don't even try and figure that out. All right, here we go. All right, everybody. Here we go again. We got one month left. We got to survive one more, one more little kind of get together. One, one more round of mm, delirious fun and weird awkwardness and contrived happiness and um, eating too much, eating not enough, eating the wrong things, somebody making a vegan dish out of this that you didn't think you could make vegan like vegan ham is that even a thing can we do that and and just just trying to i don't know maybe you know what we're doing we're in that lull right now because i feel like it's i feel as if every time i run into somebody i want to ask them how their thanksgiving was but it's been a week it's been a week it's been a week now it's a week. It's it's in the past. It's in the rearview mirror. Um, it's like Doc. I who was it that was saying something? I think was it Robert Sapolsky was saying something to to the effect that um, about dopamine being um, it's not the pursuit of happiness, but the happiness of pursuit. So, which is very clever if if you break it down and and you think to yourself it isn't necessarily the end result as much as it is the journey getting there and uh i i i I find that to be more um relevant than uh than it may sound because in on one in one aspect it's like a talking point it's like all these kind of wellness people and support and people that just prattle on or just seem to have to mm, deliberately wrap their brain around in kind of an unsolvable situation uh, only to come up with uh, another mm, lack of a solution so inevitably it's the it's what's happening as you're building up to that non-result, right? 
like life life is what happens as you're as you're living it instead of plotting it out and you're kind of creating these ideas in your head about oh god what's it going to be like um you know is our our the holidays as we get closer to um christmas is it going are we is it going to be as, as successful or unsuccessful or uh, as mind-numbing or as uh, potentially devastating or revelatory as is the the previous year or the uh, or, or or just the the subsequent uh, Thanksgiving that we just had and um, so it's a, and that's a vibe I I I tend to f- f- excuse me, fine, that I'm, I'm more into the, somehow I've, I've backed into the situation where I'm more, um, I feel like I'm enjoying being present as opposed to being, um, ready for an end result. So, and it makes me more, it makes me more mentally agile. So instead of uh, building up the anticipation of a uh, potentially anxious moment, you know, where maybe you don't want to go to church, maybe you don't want to go um, to visit your significant other's family, or maybe they don't want to visit yours, or you just don't want to go to the mall, you don't want to deal with all the people in the kiosks that are you know, as you walk by, they're, um, dive bombing you with drones or spraying you with cologne. And, uh, but there's a festive element, you know, maybe you can withstand those situations. If you just uh, understand it, that the moment you're, what you're doing is you're indulging in the present moment. You're indulging in the, uh, just being present, you know, whatever that, whatever that, whatever that entails. And so it, when confronted by a situation, maybe it's somebody spraying perfume at you or dive bombing you with a drone in the middle of the, the mall, uh, you have a more genuine response uh, because it wasn't anticipated, right? That's, and I just said a lot there, I understand. But I think that's the crux of the moment is like the uh, anticipation uh, can definitely be a, the anticipation of an event or a, or a uh, just a situation can definitely be uh, corrosive or it can erode your um, it, can, it can erode your your mental uh, your mental uh, acuity and uh, enjoyment at the time right so I think I just talked myself in a circle there. I don't know, man. I'm really just str- I'm. I, I was I was kind of bombarded by um, when I got back into the swing of things. I I was uh, basically this a lot a lot's happened, um, and I'm just trying to st- stay up to speed with everything, but. I'm doing, but I'm, but I'm trying to do it in a, in the most natural way, in the most organic way, or the most authentic, uh, kind of genuine way. I guess is the is the the best description because 
Um, when it's time to do something, I, uh, as a reflex, will just inevitably. So, all of a sudden, it's like I, I'm in a really good situation, um, and I don't, and I, and I don't, and I don't. It's not, it's not a, uh, it's not a robotic thing, like, uh, like there's this Instagram page that always cracks me up. It's all memes. And it's just, the, the page itself is called, fuck it, I'm a robot. All right, fuck it, you convinced me I'm a robot. I'm a robot! All right, I've been struggling with this personally for a long time. I didn't think I was a robot. But when I was asked to, to distinguish which squares had stoplights and which didn't, then I was wrong, so I must be a robot. I've convinced myself I'm a robot, so fuck it, I'm a robot. And, uh, <laughs> like it goes back to like what I was, um, so I'm almost, I'm almost done with, um, do androids dream of electric sheep. And I was, I was talking to my daughter yesterday, uh, as I was every Wednesday, I'll call her about three thirty, because that's when I'm leaving Davis and I hate Davis. I hate the town of Davis. And what it, it and it can't be more uh, appropriate to um, uh, more appropriate. It's not. I've never been. I've never had a theory more confirmed than as I arrived at the donor center in Davis, because Davis itself is like this bastion of of uh, clueless intellectual uh, mm, falsehoods, I guess. In my opinion. That's just my opinion. Because you get into Davis and like all of a sudden you've crossed into kind of this impenetrable membrane where it's just uh, a sea of just Priuses, Subarus, and people on bikes who don't know, how, don't know the way around, have no concept of time, or uh, have no, no personal courtesy with which they can um, keep the flow of life going. All right. So you get, so there's one, uh, there's kind of one, one lane or a, a, a two lane, one road, two lane road into the donor center of, uh, of Davis. And so you're kind of at the mercy of whoever you're stuck behind. And it's usually either a Prius or a Subaru. And they're the word, they're just, uh, they don't, it's slow, they're slow drivers. And um, there's about, oh, 1,400 stoplights between um, the exit off of Highway 80 and then the donor center itself. And at each stoplight is somebody on a bike. And then that person hits the, the cross, the crossing, the crossing lane uh, or the, the, you know, the crosswalk button. And uh, all flow stops. There's nothing flowing in Davis. But when I finally arrive at the donor center, I run into um, one of the phlebotomists and, uh, or she, maybe she might be a nurse. And she's usually at the Sierra Oaks Center. And, uh, but they, they, they randomly kind of pluck these phlebotomists and nurses out of their, kind of their home centers and put them in different spots. Why, I don't know. Um... I mean, these are the same people that called me or didn't call me to tell me I didn't get the job in the lab. So fuck them. 
but so uh, I think I think most of the staff that aren't based in Davis don't like going to Davis because you have to deal with the causeway, the traffic and the bottlenecks, and then you have to deal with all the slow kind of disenfranchised. They're, they're not disenfranchised, but they're just kind of disassociated. I think they're all, maybe they're all on ketamine. They're probably all on ketamine. They're probably all dealing with some stuff or Ibogaine. And, um, so I get there and I'm, and I'm like, she sees me, I see her. I'm like, no, Hey, get out of here. You stuck here too. And uh, we had a good laugh about it. And what, because it's only, it's a nine, nine minute drive to her, her, her home donor center, but it took her an hour and a half to get to the one in Davis. So she was mm, just not, not excited. And, and I myself have to drive from Elk Grove on Wednesdays at two thirty. I get I gotta I gotta pick up their donations at two thirty and then somehow they expect me to make it from Elk Grove to Davis in thirty minutes. And if you knew anything about the area, the demographics and the flow and the fact that every third lane of road is under construction, that it's that that's impossible. That's literally impossible. So uh, the further I get away, or the, fur- the quicker I get out of Elk Grove, um, the better. It's always in my best interest. And, um, but it's still, a f- it's just, it's, it's a, it becomes like this kind of Mad Max Road Warrior type thing where you just, it's kill or be killed. You got to get through the interchange and then pick up the, pick up Highway 50 and make your way through West Sac out across the causeway. Um, and it's like, at, at this point, it's like, mm, by the time you get into David's, it's almost three, probably about three o'clock. And, um, and traffic's already bad. Like wh- who, and so, so then it leads me to believe who, don't these people have jobs? Like, don't they have the like? What what job is letting them off at two thirty? What job is what job is done at two? Th- and the amount of the amount of people working jobs that are off at two between two and two thirty in the Yolo County Davis Woodland area is uh, remarkable. Or otherwise, they're just wandering aimlessly. They're just disgruntled loners. And that could be too. I mean, it's Davis. These people, they're like I say. I think they're all on ketamine. I think that's what's going on. I think, I think they're all on ketamine. And so they're they're it's a you know they're disassociated from reality, and um, so we just had a good laugh about how it it when when you got to go to Davis, you're you it's kind of this uh, yeah the semi permeable membrane that you have to kind of pen ugh, kind of penetrate. And then once you're inside, you're just kind of at the mercy of all these kind of people that are high on ketamine. And then once you get out, you then you're stuck in that traffic, that funnel, that bottlenecked funnel of traffic that that are all heading now into back across the causeway into Sacramento through West Sac. And it's horrible. And it's uh, so... So it's relatable, but I, I wouldn't if I had, if if I had known she was going to be there, I would have kind of maneuvered several little 
funny little quips and anecdotes in my head, which would have probably fallen flat. It made it more genuine that when I got there and having having not known she was going to be there, it seemed more authentic when I the actual reaction was, well, we both shared the same reaction. So it made it more authentic, made it more real. So, so yeah. So shout out to being present. Shout out to dopamine being, um, uh, you know, the, the happiness of pursuit as opposed to the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> it's just, the minute I wake up, I'm on a quest. Um, so the first quest is to enlighten myself with coffee. And I, sp- and I, and I, um, I, I drink like these, I, I drink like a fortified blend of, uh, it's like lion's mane and vitamin B vitamins and, and, uh, and, and, and just regular over the counter caffeine, but it's enough to kind of convince me that I'm a little smarter for doing this. I'm a little more, I'm a little more, uh, prepared for the day, but it takes me about an hour. It takes me. And so, um, so the first hour is just spent just kind of, uh, kind of, mm, just, just kind of grounding myself into the, the, the day, recognizing what task is at hand and, uh, not thinking of kind of the first first real duty at hand and that well now now that uh now that i i I go to the uh the gym at the apartments um i don't think about that until an hour after i've I've woken up and i've really indulged in some coffee and and uh, things are flowing so and then i and then i i it's again it's like it's not it's not a forced, uh, it's not a forced movement. It's kind of a, uh, natural movement. I start putting my shoes on. I, I put on my, my, my shorts and I think to myself, is it going to be a fight down at the gym for a treadmill? That'll be, that's my next, that becomes my next thing. And then I, cause it's like, it's, there's Russians everywhere. It's like I get in there, the place is full of Russians. It's like, it's you. You really gotta kind of outflank them. It's like the Cold War. It's kind of like the Cold War in the gym, right? Um, so Russians everywhere. But I get in there and I, I get and 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 I get, I do have each morning a little bit of success. In uh, if somebody is on the treadmill, I'll start the weights. If I if nobody's on the treadmill, then then bam, it's going, it's, uh, it's, I'm on it. And then at that point, it's like, I've now I get the blood flowing. I get the blood brain barrier kind of, I've, I've, uh, I've broken through the blood brain barrier and I've, I've, I've got a flow going now and I've got, I've got thoughts and I got ideas and I got, now I'm like, okay, Everything is possible today. Everything is possible today. This is the greatest day of my life. I think that. I think that. Every day is the greatest day of my life. And uh, and when I'm done with that, and I hit the weights, and I, I basically what I've decided is that I've, I've kind of driven the, 
at this point, I've driven the crazy out of myself. I've driven the anxiety and the crazy out of myself. All the thoughts of self-doubt and all the thoughts of, you know, what if what if I'm stuck on the causeway and I've got, uh, uh, I don't know, explosive diarrhea or something. Nothing, nothing, nothing matters anymore. At that point, when you walk, when I walk out of the gym, everything's great. I love everybody and no niggling little thoughts kind of betray me. And, um, and then I, I get back and I, I, then I'm really excited because then it becomes, then, then my day becomes a playground. I, I literally just look at the day as a playground. How much fun can I have today? I'm going to go have fun. I'm not tethered to anything. I don't have to clock in anywhere. I don't have to deal with anybody direct. Dispatch doesn't bother me. If they call me, I, they better have a fucking good reason. That's my, that's, and that's my thinking. If they, this, if dispatch calls me, they better have a good reason. Because there's absolutely no reason to call me. I'm pretty automatic when it comes to getting my shit done. And uh, get out of my way. Get out of my way because I, I got places to be and I'm going to go do it. And I'm going to go I'm gonna go explore. I'm going to go look at some food, some books, some ideas. Go do some shopping. Go see... Mm, I don't know. Just whoever I, whoever I talk to, whoever I engage with, it's going to be... At that point, now it's genuine. It's enjoyable, and uh, the blood's flowing, and uh, to the point where I can almost kind of, re- you know, if there's some kind of invasive problem, a situation, a nagging thing, an injury, uh, uh, indigestion, uh, heartburn, anything like that, I can detect it. A virus. My lady's having. My lady's sick as a dog right now, and but. At this point now, you're so in tune with your body that any kind of invasive situation like that, you're well aware of it, and that does set the tone for your day. But I don't, I, I don't even, I don't even get sick anymore. It's bizarre. I don't get it. I don't understand. But I'm not even. But you don't look back. You don't look back on why. You just keep moving forward. You just because, like I say, life is what happens as you're living life. This is what's you're in the moment. You're present. You're not. Um, you want to be miserable. Deliberate over something that's going to happen in a few days, okay? Just focus on that. Focus on something that's a week away, whatever it is. If it's a talk, if it's a lecture, if it's a get-together, a social engagement, a holiday, um, a doctor's appointment, a dental appointment. Um, and I don't know. And maybe I'm just stupid. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just not that bright. Maybe I'm just like, I'm so... F- free and unencumbered by any potential mm, uh, roadblock or obstacle that uh, I don't, uh, that it doesn't hinder me. It doesn't, I don't, I can't, I can't stop. And what are you, what are you saying right now, Johnny? This is what I'm saying. Uh... November's not even over yet, man. <laughs> and uh, Christmas is here. Like, or is it? Is it kind of happening? It's kind of, it's cold now. And uh, I guess we're kind of going into the next phase. But again, I, 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 
I feel like I feel like I feel like Thanksgiving just happened. Even when I when I talked to my daughter, I'm like, it's only been a week, and she said, yeah, it seems like a month. I'm like, yeah, and I. Uh, she was so we were talking and I was thinking to myself like uh, she brought up empathy and I thought oh yes empathy that's a great um, why did she bring that up I can't remember why she said that but it triggered my in my head it it, it now it triggered um, just the whole uh, just the difference between uh being a robot and not being a robot. Because <laughs> I was telling her, like, that, I, that I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm just about done. I, I, I've got, gosh, probably like 25 pages left of this, this book, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? And it is the distinguishing, that is the distinguishing factor with, um, Oh, that's right. Because I asked her. Because we were talking about AI, or, or I said, because I asked her, like, do you, you know, do you worry about? Because she's uh, she's going to take the MCATs again. She just she just took them back in September, and she did very well on them. But she's really positioning herself to be in. I think she wants her scores to be attention grabbing enough to the right medical schools. And I so I asked her. Well, first I asked because she she took on a another research position she's currently in the middle of a research position uh via ucla and she was offered another one through cedar sinai that's a big deal like she's gonna have her name on research papers like my kid's too smart and uh but i said uh, do you do you worry about ai at all and she said well what in what regard I, I, I said well in, in regard to like I mean the future of of, of well your industry for one the uh, you know medical practice and so forth and she that's when she brought up the empathy I thought well that's a great that's a that's a great answer and that immediately made me think of that's the test that, that they're that they administer the, uh, the androids in the book that I'm reading uh, is how do they do they do they empathize? Is there empathy? Um, and that's how they suss out who who or who isn't um, an android. But uh, but she God she's so smart and she said the same thing. She said, "Well, empathy is really going to kind of trump whatever uh, you know the difference the." Provided that that's still, provided that that's still a factor, and I would assume it is, in being medically diagnosed or or, or seen by a general practitioner or just in in any kind of convalescent situation, the empathy is like when I go visit my dad on weekends. You know, you there's a. Of course, there's a whole staff of nurses and um, and uh, and just and just people uh, there to uh, help, you know, with um, 
feeding or preparing or or making beds or or um or or doing things that require like there are things that you know um hygiene shaving hair uh, haircuts um um they bring in dental um people to deal with that but um but there are there are nurses there that bring an element of that empathy and that that is that's what's going to um, probably keep um keep that field kind of uh i mean right now god you you, you got to you you got to wonder like how quickly are are we all going to be redundant when it comes to uh i don't know artificial intelligence is hmm. like i look at like a lot of the ai generated art and it's really good but it's like you know you know what it is so it's going to take it's going to it's probably going to take some uh, uh conditioning on our parts to just start accepting things unless it gets better. But it's also kind of an, uh, you know, that's the danger of the artificial intelligence is letting it, uh, become better and become better on its own because, uh, like, that, like, like one of the, uh, I think it's during football or something. There's that weird Matthew McConaughey commercial where he asked that question about, you know, at what point do we, are we going to be self-aware or are the, who's going to be self-aware first? Uh, The robots or us? Like, bitch, what kind of weirdo question is that? And then there's like a squirrel with like robot eyes and shit like that. Like what kind of mind fucker are they playing on us right now? So, um, but we seem to just, I don't know, maybe, maybe what I'm getting at is that like the flow I experience each day is so, uh, in my head, just um, over present. I'm, 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 I'm over present that it becomes, it is as if it's a, a flow and not a, uh, not a, mm, not a step-by-step kind of process. It's a, it's a, it's a natural flow of things, but it's so flowing that maybe, uh, I'm unaware that I'm contributing to something that is, mm, who knows, maybe detrimental, like the way, you know, Marshall McLuhan said that, uh, you know, humans are like the sex organs of the, of technology, right? So we're slowly, we're all like this kind of um, advanced, advanced version of, say, like an ant farm, right? Like we are, we are self-aware. I don't know, are ants, are ants self-aware? Do they understand that they're, do they individualize themselves or do they see themselves as just part of the whole, you know? And I don't know. There's probably there's probably a scientist that could answer that, but as a collective, see, we're so disjointed as a society. Um, not any, and, and not, not any more so than 
um, than 50 years ago or 100 years ago. It's just, it just just takes on a different shape and a different a different consistency, right? Because right now, you know, you got people that are completely mechanized, completely um, just have the latest of everything, the latest gadgets, the latest games, the latest tablets, the latest PC, the latest phones, the latest shoes, the latest... Uh, and there's a compulsion behind that. But at the same, at this time, there are also Amish. There are also people on North Sentinel Island that have been living that way for the last, like, what, four centuries? They just shipwrecked on a, on this isolated island in the Indian Ocean that, um, is so, so protected and so guarded that nobody can visit. And it's always, uh, actually kind of, warned against visiting because the people there have just time stopped for them but they still live amongst us right so uh, uh in in 2023 there are people that live and die by the bow and arrow on an island in the indian ocean at the same time there's um a guy that's um, talking to a robot named Grok, who is giving you uh, their estimation of what really happened in the uh, in the uh, Athens Sparta war. <laughs> like, wrap your brain around that. Hey, Jesus Christ! I mean. It's it's a weird it's a weird time, mm. but to think that we've ever ever been on the same page is is a little silly too. Um, so so we just keep going with the flow. We keep uh, we keep kind of pushing the narrative forward, or we keep pushing. We just keep pushing forward. We just keep moving forward. We just keep, you know. We're going to go up and we're uh, streams and lines and hordes of people are going to go out seeking uh, a Christmas tree now. And they're going to go do that because it's just what's been done. It's what's been done. Have you ever questioned it? Why? Why would you question it? It's just what you do. Like, why wouldn't you? I mean, what are you, some kind of heathen? What are you, some kind of fucking, what are you, a Jehovah Witness? Um, so people are going to, you know, fight and cut each other off in traffic to make it to uh, some place where they can cut down the right tree or buy the right tree or order the right tree or build the right tree or, or you know, or, um, and then, or, or they, you know, there'll be somebody that, uh, that from the push of a button on their phone can order that tree and somebody from Amazon will rappel down the side of a building and burst through your window with that tree uh, inside of 30 seconds if you if you got the uh, uh, super fast shipping, right? And, uh, but at the same time, there's people in North Sent- on the North Sentinel Island or the Amish that are, that, that day, that's just, that's, that, that is, that, that's as foreign as the surface of Mars is to us right now. It, it makes no sense and they don't care and it doesn't matter. So... So what does it all mean? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We just got to get up and we just got to, 
we just got to start kind of moving forward again because it's the next day it's another it's another it's another day it's it's um, i don't know it's like it's 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 like it was constructed that way it's like this non-ending cycle it just keeps happening it just keeps you know it just it's rebirth it's 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 birth life this birth it's birth school work death birth school work death birth school work death birth school work death and uh i guess it's up to you to kind of take what you want and glean little bits and pieces and individualize it on your own and be self-aware and uh, uh i was listening to this uh again i was just just overwhelmed by all these god there's so many good podcasts you know that came out kind of right around right around thanksgiving right uh before during or after you know like um uh like uh, the running effect had a podcast about this guy that uh just broke the american record for the 50 miler by running uh Four hours and 48 minutes for 50 miles. So it's a, so that's a, that's a 549 per mile pace. That's the American record. And he just beat Jim Walmsley's record. And that, that to me was interesting in a way, because the guy's from Minnesota. He was a 415 miler in high school and a 915 two miler. And then he was uh, all region uh in college he went to the university of minnesota he was yes he was a golden gopher which is what the the mascot is for university of minnesota so he's born and bred in minnesota he ran the sacrament or the california marathon uh in 2018 around 216 and uh but just uh never really kind of really really broke through that elite membrane of 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 uh, uh you know of uh greatness and to because a 415 in high school is fucking is really fucking good and so that you know there's guys that couldn't break 430 in the, in the mile in high school that, that that ended up running 27 something for 10,000 meters and were olympic two-time olympians and this guy couldn't even anyway and then Mark Maron's got Albert Brooks. He's interviewing Albert Brooks, who was like, he's like, I mean, Albert Brooks is like a, he's, he's a legend. He's, um, he's annoying. He's annoying, but he's brilliant. He's funny. And he's got, he's one of those old school types that, uh, old Hollywood types who's, uh, his, 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 his dad was a radio personality. His brother was, uh, uh, Super Dave Osborne. Um, Albert, uh, Brooks is not Albert Brooks is his real last name. His real last name is Einstein. And uh his brother Bob uh Einstein uh became Super Dave Osborne on the uh, what was that uh that guy's show um God back in the day it was uh the John Biner uh is that was that the name of the show? John Biner. John Biner, it was his show. It was funny, but Super Dave Osborne was like this hapless stunt man that would uh, the stunts always went awry. Like he'd get shot out of a cannon, but the 
but ultimately instead of be you know landing in the net he got shot into like the side of a building or something like that. but anyway that's albert brooks's brother and albert brooks's real last name is einstein so his real name is albert einstein and so and that wasn't even in the podcast but uh, but that was a good podcast. Shit. Dean Del Rey, my boy, Dean Del Rey talked to Mike Kerr of, uh, Royal Blood. I haven't heard, I haven't heard anything from Royal Blood and God since 2016. I mean, and that's a good band. That's a great band. Um, that was a good conversation. You got, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Chris Williamson talking to Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson, about um, uh, how to destroy your negative beliefs. It, they did, it even touched on a, a really interesting point in that uh, if you if you placate and, and subscribe to just your most basest uh, desires, you'll, you'll, you'll be miserable. And, and uh, I think that was the, that was the essence of that particular podcast. And it's true. If all you do is what you seek out and what you thoroughly enjoy, you will be miserable. Um, um, but I highly, that's a great, that was, I mean, that was a three hour endeavor. Um, what's his name? Dave Smith talked to Michael Malice on his podcast. That was, that was a little chaotic, but it just a bunch of libertarians just yapping. Um, there's still, and there's still more to get this just fucking, uh, what's his name? The Sidious Mag podcast interviewed Parker, uh, Parker Valby. That wasn't the particularly great interview just because she's, she's too young, but, um, uh, but she just won the NCAA cross country championships. It's just, and, and I still, there's Rich Rolls got, he's going to talk to the guy that did 105, uh, Ironman triathlons, but, um, in 105 days. So that alone, there was a documentary that, uh, came out with this guy. Uh, my buddy Mike actually told me about it. Um, but in 105 days, this guy did 105 Ironman triathlons, which is a 2.1 mile swim, 112 mile bike, and then a marathon, 26.2 miles. He did this 105 consecutive days. Like that's insane. Like that just gets too much, but I, I gotta, like, I gotta listen because Rich Roll is a great podcaster and, um, and a vegan, uh, how, how, I don't know how, but how he, cause he's a, he's an ultra runner as well. I don't know, but, um, but there's just so much to digest and so it may, it makes for a scattered brain, but in the end, it all just kind of settles. It all just kind of, you know, becomes uh, sediment on the bottom of the tank, right? As you just kind of go about your day. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, 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 and reflexively just do what it is you're, you're set out and meant to do anyway. So, but, uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. And I think I've been just, I don't know. Have I been talking in circles? Has this been, has this been interesting in any way? I hope it has. I don't know. But there's a lot going on in the world. And, and to just sequester yourself to uh, hiding away and um, just being self-indulgent and just 
catering to your own whims is, it, I guess it is the recipe for um, uh, neuroses and uh, mental illness. So take 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 what you will, um, and, uh, and 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 keep moving. <laughs> it's gonna be a long month, but it's gonna go by fast. But it's gonna be a long month. So. Oh, I'm going to leave it there. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, it's, the, it's, it's, we're in it now, man. Uh, there's no turning back. It's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. So whoop-de-doo and dickery dock. Don't forget <laughs> to turn up the clock. Hey, all right, that's it. I'm gonna let you go. I'll talk at you later. Arrivederci, babies.